0: demons it's us your girls welcome to the office goblin podcast i'm s and i'm d and we are two party hats having goblins <laughs> two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts interests and opinions about stuff and things so hey hi welcome to another scintillating and tantalizing episode of office goblin
1: oh kicking it off with some some early morning words i love it I know, come come through SAT words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or ACT, depending on your state.
1: Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: For, for our domestic viewers, sorry to trigger you so early in the morning. For our <laughs> international listeners, just don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, S and I are recording on a different day. We'll date the episode. This is just after Memorial Day weekend. And so it's like, let's just do it on Monday, because... We should both have it off, and we'll get mm-hmm. it out in the morning while we still have our energy. And now we're kind of m- wondering if this is the <laughs> if this is the move because we're both kind of everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's the cat finated move <laughs> making those money moves. I put in my laundry,
1: so I'm just like, woo! <laughs> hey, that's that's how you do it.
0: Yeah, this is true. And, uh, we were talking about boobs right before we started recording, cause of course.
1: Cause I. <laughs> I am in my own house. I'm in my own dojo, which means I don't wear a bra, okay? I'm not about yeah. that life. I'm not gonna be that uncomfortable. Boob yeah, in my own home. However, I am not a part of the itty bitty titty committee anymore. And so. <laughs> They like to say hello, even if they're in a t-shirt or a tank top or a sweater half the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was telling S that I am draping myself in a blanket so that she doesn't have to see them.
0: <laughs> Which, like, as a fellow owner of some titties, granted, like, a member of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, as you modestly drape this blanket across thy form... <laughs>
1: I just, I am a self-conscious lady, yeah, and there's nothing a else lady. I can do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, totally, totally, which, like, either way, I'm just like, as long as you're comfortable, babes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what are we discussing on this fine Monday morning?
0: Yes, we are going to talk about collecting. Ooh. <laughs> not collecting ghosts. Um that sounds like the movie 13 Ghosts with Tony Shaloub and that was uh <laughs> it's a cult classic but not as devious I'm afraid.
1: No, I don't think either of us collect haunted items, so not not that we know of. I I have one <laughs>
0: but I will tell that story later.
1: Okay, good to know.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it's a very unusual story but I guess let's start from the very beginning of what got you into collecting and what have you collected over the years?
1: Oh, God. I, I don't know what got me into collecting, but I can tell you the collection that got me started was shot glasses. Okay, so it's a classic. It's a classic. I... When I was a kid, we did not travel a whole lot, and so anytime we did, I would try and get something from that place as Mm -hmm. a memento, and I didn't want to get anything too big because I didn't Mm -hmm. want it to take up a bunch of space in my room, so I started collecting shot glasses. I've got – I mean, there's at least one from almost every state because – my friends that go places then would Mm -hmm. bring me back shot glasses too. If they were so inclined, which Uh I thought was adorable. But at this point I have like a really big display Mm -hmm. in my kitchen and that's where I house all of the shot glasses. And it's to the point where some of them though are so large that I have to put them on top of the display. Totally. Uh huh. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of what got me started. And I think I started that at age seven or eight. I think I was eight when we went to Vegas for the first time for like a family vacation.
0: I love all those elements of the story. Here's this seven-year-old in Vegas, baby. <laughs> Babies love Vegas. <laughs> um, coming up to the counter, and you know that meme... From anime where it's like, one blank please,
1: (laughs) one shot glass please. (laughs) I just, I think they're, I think they're neat. And you find so many that have different, like one of them I have from Vegas is there's a cutout in the side and it has two dice and they spin, like you can spin them.
0: Oh, see, that's fun. I feel like that's very much uh, a Spencer's kind of vibe. (laughs) And can I tell you the, the shot glasses I was brought back years ago by my sibling from Vegas? Absolutely. It's neon lettering and it said party with Vegas sluts.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I don't have anything like that. I don't know if my mom would have let me get something like that. But I wouldn't recommend even, <laughs> and I mean, and
0: my sibling brought back our mom another a shot glass as well, but it had a, a big pair of titties on it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that is the first kind of collection I've started, and I would say the second collection I ever had that I still have to this day is just books. I have so many books. Mm, I'm that mm-hmm. kid that when I watched Beauty and the Beast, I wanted the library, and I couldn't have cared less if a man was involved. Like, give <laughs> me books. All of them. And so to this day, I I collect books to the point where it's it's starting to be a problem. I don't think there's a problem
0: with books because they are just such a doorway to... You know, not only your overall development personally, professionally, um, academically, that reading opens up so many possibilities. So I think if anyone's going to collect anything, and I understand that books can be expensive. Books, books are still the way to collect. They're still the thing to me and always worth it because they are just such a gift that keeps on giving.
1: Even if it's monster smut?
0: Even if it's monster smut, <laughs> I mean, do you.
1: You're still reading something, so I can't discourage that. Listen, you know what? I, I'm i just going to go off the rails for five seconds here because yep. I was reading a book, and it was mostly smutty things, but it had <laughs> this amazing uh piece here, and it says, words do not heal trauma, she said. Then tell me how I heal this. You don't. You love me through the fear, even when my doubt hurts, and I will do the same for you. And I'm like, the next page, they're banging. Well, you can't just I was throw gonna that say, in there, and then five seconds later, you're doing no, the nasty. Like, <laughs> Listen, but that's the
0: gateway, though. That's the gateway when they say something, and then they, like, smush their faces and Jennys together. <laughs> I mean, it's like... She could have very, they gave us a page buffer, so to speak, because it could have very well been, how do I heal this? And then he said, with this monster dong. So it could have, you know, come much sooner.
1: That's fair. You know,
0: she greased up the banister. He could have slid down it. Oh, my God. But
1: it was just, it's It's a really, that was really great. Anyhow. Yeah. No, yeah. I have books. I have books and shot glasses. And at this point in my life, I try very hard to not collect anything else. <laughs> Yeah. So
0: over time, that has just been a more consistent thing, focusing on those two things.
1: hmm And I've, okay. I've tried to kind of weed out other things that I started to collect, but then didn't follow through because that's my life in general. The only other thing that I'm actively working on is to collect all of the old Studio Ghibli movies. Okay.
0: Yeah, which I feel like anyone and everyone can appreciate a ghibli movie Mm-hmm. because there's just so much great character development and they're so sweet and such like a positive film usually with a young female protagonist mm-hmm. that starts off very lost unsure of herself even spoiled at times and you know just finds the strength
1: in themselves to do the thing <laughs> It's a really good portrayal of human emotion and healthy coping mechanisms and Mm -hmm. friendship may not solve your problems, but it provides a great buffer to learn how to solve them yourself. Like,
0: it's really,
1: they're all such really great stories. And so I think that I try to collect things that add joy to my life and not stress
0: Yes, yeah, and one last thing I'll add about uh, Ghibli movies is the fact that it isn't uh, necessarily romance-driven. I know Howl's Moving Mm -hmm. Castle was a little bit different in that regard,
1: Oh, but
0: this old lady conquered the world, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I like this year. This year is when I finally realized what Howl meant when he first says, there you are, I've been looking for you is because mm-hmm. when she goes to the past and says, I know how to save you, find me in the future. And I went, oh, it's connected.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, when you have the voice of Christian Bale, you're just like, ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> but but he was like such a dramatic queen, though. Can can we just tell it how it is? Like oh, when how? he got dumped, yeah, dumped by the girl and he was fully melting and throwing a fin and needed to dye his hair. You know, he did like... The thing that girls do when it's like the post breakup haircut. (laughs) But he's like, if I can't be beautiful, how can I live? And he, what? mm.
1: Yeah, he was absolutely a drama queen or drama king. And you know what? Sometimes we just need to have a little bit of a mental breakdown and come back beautiful. Do we, though? (laughs) Do we need all of those elements, though? I mean, maybe not all of them all the time, but it's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the revenge glow up. (laughs) I mean, listen, he brought the razzle dazzle, like the little dangly earring, the jacket resting on the shoulders, you know, tight pants, flowy pirate blouse, (laughs) the works. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for sharing. I, I think those are all just r- such really beautiful collections to have.
1: Thank you. So what got yes. you into collecting? What were some of your first and current collections? Yes. So as a child, I, <laughs>
0: and we mentioned this In a few of our earlier episodes as horse girls. So I was a horse girl. Yes. And I loved especially like little things that I could put in my pocket and carry around. Yes. So a lot of them was like various size ponies and horses, realistic and magical creatures.
1: I love that. And
0: it looked like a big old horse exploded in my room into a thousand (laughs) little horses. So that was my first collection, just horses everywhere. Um, and I still have one or two of those toys, mm-hmm. uh, with me in my memory box still. Cause they're, you know, like one of them was a gift from my grandfather. Another one was this Christmas gift that was such a beautiful surprise. It was this Pegasus whose wings flap. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I need to send you photos. She's gorgeous. Gorgina. <laughs> so that. And anything with animals, animal figurines, because I was obsessed with animals. I still love animals to this day, mm. but I had a whole zoo, you could say. Just, oh yeah, yeah, loved animals. And then as I got older, it was things like Pokemon cards.
1: Oh yeah, yeah
0: or di- or Digimon cards. And then I guess books were also a pretty big constant for me since I was an avid reader. Coins. Hmm. So uh loved quarters, coins from different countries, anything that I could find that was unique. Yeah. Uh especially since at least in the United States, quarters from respective states were released and they've come up mm. with different collections since, which was just fun. You know, like the hunt of it all.
1: Yeah. To get
0: a new quarter, or if like my parents brought me back one or grandparents, which I always appreciate was like a nice little surprise little pocket-sized surprise. <laughs> and now, as an adult, <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, a curated selection of horror movies. Like, my favorite horror movies. Okay. You know? And then Funkos also, but again, of, like, curated things. So, I'm almost caught up with the whole Eevee Lucian collection. I'm just m- missing the Glaceon and Leafeon. And they oh. haven't come out with an Umbreon. But I have all the other ones. I have like a uh, black light, hot pink Godzilla. <laughs> oh my god, because it's so cute. It's pink. I, love um, that. I have Rengoku because, of course, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I have a little. If you ever watch Inuyasha, mm-hmm. I what's the little kappa guy? Um, shit. I forgot his name, but he's a kappa, and you don't see a lot <laughs> of kappa stuff. So I'm like, absolutely, this little is mine. I was about to say, yeah, that's one of your favorites. Of course you would have that. Yes, exactly. And then I have a ponyta and a meow. Oh,
1: <laughs> As you a horse any- girl
0: and as a cat person.
1: <laughs> do you have any of your Hello
0: Kitty people? I do not. And what's so funny is that Funko released a collection of original like hello kitty figurines Uh uh-huh some of the sanrio characters dressed up in like little unicorn outfits oh and then two collections with an anime crossover one of which was my hero academia yeah yeah like they had betts maru the little penguin as bakugo oh (laughs) yeah with the spikes and everything which was so cute and then uh naruto one
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, where they had, um, what's that, like, perverted sensei, the Kakashi? He's perverted? Yeah, because he had, like, the little smutty novels that he always carries around with him.
1: I mean, then you get along fabulously. Yeah, but,
0: you know, (laughs) it's different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but they have like pochako dressed up as kakashi they have my melody as um sakura chaco cat as um sasuke and then uh, sasuke's brother as batsmaru oh <laughs> yeah so it's like it's cute it's cute little things but to answer your question <laughs> no i should have okay. just said no without extrapolating but like it's just so fun. I think these little crossovers, especially with My Hero and Naruto, are just so fun.
1: That would be. That is so cute. No, I just, I know that you love Hello Kitty and Sanrio. And so I, I do. was just... Sanriho. I, I have seen uh, Funko Pops of them. And so I thought you would list off some of them. So when you didn't, I was surprised.
0: Yeah, they're on my wish list, though. So okay. you got me there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, are you one of those avid collectors that has to keep everything in the box, or do you put them out on display? Yeah. So,
0: very good question. As mentioned in a previous episode, I have just like a small collection of things that are actually displayed. Most of my things are hidden because it's just overstimulating for me. Yeah. But my Funkos litter the top of a like a shelving unit. Yeah. And I take them out of the box. Because it's just easier to view, especially from down here, short person looking up, so it's not the reflect of the box. But I do keep the boxes, so, like, I when I moved, you know, my babies are safe. <laughs> my tiny little big-headed babies.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I used to have some Funko Pops, and uh-huh. I would just keep them in their little container, and I just had them on display but then it also got too much for me, and so I, I donated all of them to, like, a goodwill. Yeah, fair enough. I, I've seen
0: especially people who are, like, real big collectors and enthusiasts of Funko Pops to, like, keep them in the boxes and just create a wall, a brick wall of Funkos.
1: Yes, and that is, in, that's commitment.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, that's commitment to the to the wallet, the financials. <laughs> And again just like because they come out with all these collections and are just so ingrained in pop culture both past and present. Right. I I just think it's fun that there's literally a Funko for everyone.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Yeah.
0: And they have so many cute Demon Slayer ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. So are those do you have any other current collections?
0: No, you know what that those are like, I I still have many items that I collected in the past. But consistently books, I guess now Funkos, you know, it's like as an adult, I don't know, they're just like, so cute. <laughs> and I'm like, I can, I'm an adult, I can do whatever I want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have
0: these Funkos. Yeah.
1: No, I love that. Especially because I, I read online a lot of when you get to your your late 20s or your 30s where you just get to celebrate your inner 8-year-old. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't get ice cream. It's, you know, it's too late for that. Well, I have a car and I have money. I can go get ice cream. Yeah, that's fine.
0: You bet your sweet ass I will get in that car <laughs> and drive to get some of that cold, brain-freezy goodness.
1: Right. Or if you're collecting a whole series of something and you find it in a store and think, oh, you know, I just, it's, it's 15 bucks. It's like, okay, but it's the last thing in the collection and I have 15 bucks. That's coming home with me.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like (laughs) recently. (laughs) So, you know, Build-A-Bear Workshop. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So one of my friends two years ago surprised me with, um, they had this limited- collection Uh espion (laughs) uh-huh and it has like a little like onesie and a cape
1: i know exactly
0: the one you're talking about (laughs) yeah yeah so my friend shouts out to you and she surprised me with this just beautiful and generous gift so that's also on the shelf with my funkos Oh, and for whatever reason i was just like i just want to see what they have out here because coincidentally they just got a hello kitty collaboration going Oh, okay. But I was more focused on Charmander since that was <laughs> like one of my OG starters, one of my favorite Pokemon of all time, my Pokemons. Yeah. And they also had, it comes with a little sleeper onesie. It has an Ultra Ball hoodie. Oh. And then they had a little t-shirt that had a happy Halloween on it with like Gengar and Pikachu and like all Oh, that's all these- precious and it was on sale girl
1: so i was like i had to i had to do it i a couple of years ago they had an online collection release of like exotic animals or whatever it's when they first introduced the axolotl <gasps> yes and which has expanded the yes. collection has expanded yes. yes but so at the time they had a red panda Oh, so nice. I asked my husband, I'm like, listen, I, can I need have it? <laughs> this red panda. <laughs> and so I got the red panda and then I got this cute little like jean jacket hoodie that they can oh, wear. And they I sit, <clears throat> they sit upstairs in the game room on my gaming chair. It's adorable.
0: Yes. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. How often do you find a red panda? I mean, that's like. The niche market, because you know there's a lot of people that love um, a red panda.
1: Absolutely. So I guess that's something I wouldn't say I collect. I just happen to acquire a lot of um, plushies, or as other people call them, stuffies.
0: Yeah, I'm saying.
1: (laughs) I I have my red panda from Build-A-Bear. I also have one of those, like, 18-inch fat Pikachus that Target was selling, that are oh, a squishy. chunk!
0: Oh lord, he coming!
1: Oh my god, I there was one left on the shelf one day, and I was having a really bad endometriosis moment, and I went, "Yeah, nope, that's it. You're coming home with me." So <laughs> I have one of those, and then I also have this little mini axolotl that I call Maxolotl. <laughs> maxolotl, I can't. And so they all sit together upstairs. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, see, I love that though, You're like little army of plushies.
1: Yes, and then for Christmas this year, my husband got me a giant, those giant like blanket hoodies, you know what I mean? Oh,
0: yep, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: So it's just my soft corner, I I can put on my hoodie and put all of my little stuffed animals around me and just play video games.
0: Yes, have you seen those? They're like these adult onesies. For, like, Pokemon, or, like, you can be a dragon. Oh, no. I'm gonna Google it after we finish recording, and I'm gonna send this to you, because I'm like, I've seen the Espeon one. Oh, yes. And many a time I'm like, do I need it?
1: No. Maybe. Do I want it? <laughs> per- perhaps. <laughs> See, if they, if they have either an Umbreon or a... Bulbasaur, because Bulbasaur is my baby. Oh, you know, what?
0: <laughs> let me look. Let me look. If if you hear clicking, listeners, that's me typing really hard. Let's see. Oh, they have a walrus one. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is funny. Um, okay, yes, they do, and it comes with like Bulbasaur's little uh plants thing on his back. Ah! Yes. I love it. Okay. And then Umbreon. Let's see. I think they also have this. This is important research listeners. It needs to happen in real time. The woman <laughs> gotta know. Okay, so they have both of the Umbreon variations. You know the like Umbreon with the blue. And then the classic Umbreon with the yellow. I didn't know Umbreon with the blue was a thing.
1: Yeah, so they-
0: I, I'm i so behind on, like, Pokemon nowadays, but as I understand it, there's, like, the large mega versions, right, of Pokemon, like the long ones, <laughs> like the long mouth. there's the Espeon that's green.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. And I don't know gotcha. what those
0: variations are called. Listeners fill in the blanks, especially if you're <laughs> in the know of what's going on in the Pokemon, <laughs> the Poke universe,
1: but I know the only thing I know of is that in different regions of the world they can be different colors. So like you have um you know what? Now my brain totally blanked on the name. The only name it was providing <laughs> me was Glaceon, but I'm like, no, that's just an actual Pokemon. Like what the fuck?
0: In the glaciers.
1: There's different places that they have specific colors, so maybe that's what it is? Oh, perhaps. You know what? I'm going to look
0: into this further. This is my homework for today. Okay. (laughs) Report back next week. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I expect a full report on my desk
1: tomorrow. So... So we've talked about kind of things that we've either personally collected or collections that bring us joy. But do you Mm -hmm. have, have you either personally experienced or seen from afar collections that give you the heebie-jeebies? Okay. Yes, is the short answer.
0: (laughs) Um, So as a child, I was interested in spooky things like goth things early on in life, like very early, maybe like second grade was already into like Mystery novels, scary stories, to tell in the dark, all that stuff. Yeah, and had a natural lore, like a you know, it was like a beacon. the The creepy stuff was a beacon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I was just steamrolling straight through it <laughs> <laughs> as fast as I could, my tiny little child legs. Um, and for a while, I thought collections like, let's say, the Mütter Museum in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Is that whole surgical collection museum, right? And things like that were interesting. And, you know, obviously was on the, like, uh, true crime bandwagon and things like that. But in the last few years, that's something that I've really took hard right from. Mm-hmm. And was just like, I don't know. It's a, it's like a little too dark for me nowadays. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, and I did have some interesting things in my own personal collection that I was gifted, including, like, um, from an artist who got them in a thrift store, some weird, like, novelty shop in San Francisco years ago. It was, like, actual goat horns and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and especially someone who's really big on, like, avoiding animal cruelty. Like, obviously, you know, these horns could have been super old for all I know, and it... <laughs> You know, but still like having them in my possession didn't sit right with me. Okay. It felt kind of weird. So, um, really strayed away from that stuff. But as a moving present, uh, a good friend. So shouts out to M. He gave me this weird, it's like a really smooth wooden pyramid type thing. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna get it for you.
1: Okay. That's probably easy. I'm gonna get it for you. Yeah. Okay. And away she goes. And I have, like...
0: To preface, I have, like, antique crucifixes and stuff. Okay. But this, by far, is one of the most unusual things in my collection.
1: Oh. Yeah. What's inside of it?
0: So it's, like, this perfectly balanced disc, and... Here's an interesting story. So there are two of them. It's a set. Okay. And they were acquired from a gentleman who was very wealthy and collected a lot of very unusual things, including, like, very ancient things, mummified things. Oh, okay. Among other items, which, you know, just out of respect for them, I won't be getting too much into because that's already, like, oh, wow, to even have those aforementioned items is really, you know, quite something.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but also had, I guess, more occult cleaning items. Uh-huh. One of which was this and its twin. Cause it's perfectly smooth. Okay. You know? And the these items in particular when they were discovered were kept a specific distance apart. Okay. And I don't know the significance of it, but its sibling piece is a few states away from me. And I I don't know. It's like the fact that it was kept in such strange circumstances and acquired in even weirder circumstances. And I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about it. And my friend, after doing a lot of research, like entering its parameters and measurements and everything came across this website from Japan, actually, mm-hmm. and unfortunately lost the tab when their computer crashed, but it was the only info they were able to find on these items. Okay. And there's something weird about them, but I forget the significance, so let me get back to you about okay. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, that, that seems very um, Portal or Spirit-esque
0: vibes, you know? Yes. Yeah, I keep it in my bedroom, which maybe that's, like, oh. Okay. Dumb thing to do.
1: That's that's a choice that you've made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like know. The,
0: I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you.
1: <laughs> I don't know if someone were to give me a gift that said it comes from someone who collects occult items. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Fair sure enough. if I would put it where I sleep, but where I'm vulnerable, you know? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I have many strange dreams. Like, I know dreams are dreams, and some people are like, that's just a dream. It's your brain, you know, processing the detritus of the day. All right. But sometimes these dreams are very weird.
1: You, uh, yeah, that's that's a whole episode that we could go off of on dreams in, in general. And I think that'd be a really fun conversation to have, because I have weird dreams, too, constantly. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to deter or or not deter but detour too far from our our current subject no no i i i think
0: it is definitely a nice segue you know yes. in, into uh future explorations and conversations yes but um those are by far the some of the like most unique items i wouldn't say if they're fully creepy because so the layperson, without knowing any context, they're just like, oh, it's just an interesting piece. It looks like a desk topper, you know? Yeah. Like a paperweight. Yeah. Very innocuous and harmless.
1: Something you could get at anthropology. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, maybe like, um, maybe urban outfitters. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, know the difference. Yeah. I don't shop at those stores. I mean, I think they're both stupidly overpriced and hipster boho leaning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think- <laughs> Urban Outfitters is more hipster. Anthropology is, like, more cute boho style. All right. Yeah. Okay. And it smells really nice in there, but for the price, I don't want it. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. That's another episode. Um, (laughs) Dee, why don't you tell us, like, do you have any unique creepy items? Do you know of anyone who has such things in their possession? Where are you at with all this?
1: So... One that is more unique that I don't see a lot of is my I think I've talked about this before but my mom collects head vases. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, every year I try and find a new head vase either for Mother's Day or her birthday or Christmas just to kind of add to her head- collection. <laughs> head hunting for head vases. <laughs> head hunt, yes. <laughs> um and it's it's so much fun and I've learned so much about them. And it's kind of like, you know, one of my really – one of my best friends, she collects Pyrex, so like the Pyrex bowls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love listening to her talk about it because she's so – She has so much knowledge, and she's like, and this means this, and you have to look out for these, and make sure you don't get this, because this is a knockoff. And I just sit there, and she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm just talking your ear off. And I just go, no, it's amazing, I'm learning so much. (laughs) But, so, then the last, the last collection I can think of, that gives me total creep vibes. I I don't care. (laughs) I don't care how you came to start collecting this. I don't care how much you love and cherish it. It's it's weird. And that is dolls. I don't understand doll collecting. I don't understand the appeal. It's... Uh Uh-huh. There's something about having lifeless eyes staring at you constantly that just... I'm not about. (laughs) Which is fair.
0: (laughs) I, I... I mean, dolls, it's, like, you know, the evolution of the doll, how it's been around for just, like, eons. Yeah. And, you know, like, the wax-filled body to the sturdy porcelain body to the plastic body and how they just continue to also be a, like, uh, not only a pop culture thing and a toy loved and appreciated by both collectors and kids alike, but, and just for the nostalgic value, but also uh representation of fashion trends i would argue
1: yeah i yeah
0: yeah and just like even uh like collaborations with fashion designers popular fashion designers and even for uh you spooky bitches like monster <laughs> high you know
1: oh and the yeah. power of
0: the fan base to like bring that back or brats for oh instance my God.
1: i i did have brats as a kid i liked Same. them way more than barbie because they had more attitude but mm-hmm. specifically those, like you said, the porcelain dolls—the ones that are painted and dressed up in this very elaborate, realistic, all right <laughs> costume—and they're on display. Mm-hmm. I, my one of my sisters has them. She's got a shelf of dolls in her living room, and a big shelf. I. I'd say probably six to eight dolls are up there. That's a lot of demons to have on your yourself. <laughs> and I don't want to ever, you know, make anyone feel self-conscious about their collection, you know? But I get very uncomfy. I, I
0: think because it's like, especially in a horror and stuff like that, because they are so representative of people. Right! Yeah, it's so easy to be like, it's a vessel for evil. <laughs> or a soul.
1: Yeah, I I was telling S before we started recording that I just finished reading the book How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Mm. And it's a f- fantastic book. They are a phenomenal writer. writer. Blech, my southern twang came out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> phenomenal writer! And But the the story goes that this person's parents have passed and so she has to go back home to get the house prepared to either sell or keep or whatever, right? And her mom collected dolls. (laughs) Like, every doll imaginable. And... Bratz dolls. (laughs) to, To not you know, give too many spoilers away. The dolls move on their own. Okay? They're haunted. And it's this whole story of how she has to try and get rid of the spirits so that they can then sell the house, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's just awful because they talk about the different kinds of dolls where you have your Victorian dolls and you have your Mm -hmm. clown dolls and then you have your life-size dolls and I'm just No. (laughs) Can I give an unpopular
0: opinion, perhaps? (laughs) Sure. If the house was a good price, (laughs) or lower than market rate, you bet your ass I would buy the house, (laughs) the dolls included. I don't care, we can live together. If it's an old house, there's plenty of room for all of us. I don't care.
1: I... (sighs) <sighs> no. <laughs> Maybe if there was one, and like I was sold the house, and th- it came with specific instructions. Oh, like a gremlin. Yes, I, I could, I could barter with a haunted house. You know, like <laughs> I, I wouldn't get too deep into the bartering because you know it's. <laughs> I just mean, like, if I were to move in and and something, it's like no, everything's cool. Literally, everything's fine. It's just this one thing can't be moved. Cool, never moving. I'll put a box over it. Like I don't care. Oh, like the Annabelle doll. Like keep her in a case. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Can I, can I tell you another story from my childhood? Absolutely. So, growing up um, in elementary school, I had a friend who lived right across from the cemetery, oh. and which is fine. Like, yeah. it was very well-maintained, you know, it was a nice neighborhood, everything very peaceful. As you can imagine, the neighbors didn't make a lot of noise, <laughs> but a bunch. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the house was old. The house was really old. Right. And, like, in the upstairs, they had two bedrooms. And a really, uh, and a closet that was really deep and went really far back. But Mm -hmm. in one of these bedrooms, untouched, I don't know why, because Friend's brother had one room, but then on the opposite side, it was a room filled with these old dolls, Mm -hmm. prams, everything. They were just chilling. All these dolls
1: kind of came with the
0: house. I don't know. I don't know. Like there, I, I was just like, "Yeah, cool." A room of dolls, and didn't think much of it. I don't know why that in my brain I was like, "Yeah, naturally."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's expected.
0: Yeah, everyone has this room of stuff. Oh <laughs> my know? god. Yeah, but that was there. That was there. They oh. also had. It was really weird. They had in the basement a full shuffleboard underneath the rug or carpeting, rather. So I okay, don't know. Okay, that's what like really cool, though. Yeah, which was cool is mini little shuffleboard, but like, it was a really unique house. Yeah, I'll just say that. Yeah, it had its own kind of like air and energy to it. mm Hmm.
1: It's it's really cool. Like the old houses are really cool, and mm-hmm. my parents actually moved back into my dad's childhood home. Mm-hmm. And it's also a house that was built. Uh, my mom found out because they thought it was built in the twenties, mm-hmm. the nineteen twenties. Uh, for you Gen Z shitheads, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was built in nineteen twelve. Wow! And it's been added on to. It's definitely not the original house anymore because my dad is the child of nine, mm-hmm. and so they definitely expanded. And, but they had to get the the foundation redone. Yeah. Because it's from the 1912. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was 1912 overture.
1: <laughs> and, but that's one of the only houses that has been super old that I've always felt comfortable in. You know, I've never once really felt icky in at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, and- I mean, to be fair, if it's a house from 1912, it's very likely that people may have been born in it, passed away in it. I mean, even if neither of those conditions occurred, I think sometimes there is like a residual energy right in places. Oh, absolutely. That either gives it a a kind of warmth that's, you know, right upon entering, you just feel like you've been in this place or have known it forever or... The opposite, where your body is on high alert. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: Which probably, is unfortunate. It's probably because, you know, my grandparents moved into that house in the 1920s. So they lived all the way through, or no, maybe not the 1920s, but like at least, no, 1940s. I think they moved in in like 46 or something. And okay.
0: So they could have been like the second or third owners, even. Right.
1: And mm-hmm. it's basically been in the family ever since with maybe one other family living in throughout in between yeah Uh uh-huh and now my parents are back in it so it could just be that it is so saturated with my own family history that can't really scare myself (laughs) yeah yeah the era of familiarity yeah so do you to wrap up our lovely conversation and ending on a high note do you have any (laughs) final thoughts and opinions on collecting
0: yeah, I think it might even be interesting to explore why it is that people collect and accumulate and give the significance to these seemingly, you know, just simple items.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but why that is so powerful, and why do we hold sp- significance for certain items, whether they be toys, figures? secular non-secular items yeah but i think that would be an interesting deep dive but in the meantime i'm also curious from the listeners what are some things that you collect can you resonate with some of the things that d and i had mentioned in the episode how about you d
1: yeah i think it would be a really interesting topic to talk about what transforms from collecting to say hoarding
0: oh yeah that's a uh, the other end of the slippery slope
1: right um of- mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I collect some movies and some books and some some shot glasses, but, you know, when would it turn into, I need help to get through my house kind of situation? Like, what leads to that? Yeah, yeah. Which is a whole psychological deep dive, which I find really interesting to learn about. Yes. Yeah, the fact that in...
0: the united states they had the show hoarders right um you have these like social media channels wholly devoted to cleaning such spaces right yeah so i i think it's misunderstood absolutely as to what it is and and how a person gets there especially if there's like a scarcity mindset involved yeah but yeah i think a great conversation for another time
1: yeah all right With that being said, thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe, and send us to your friends. Tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us, and until next week, stay live, friends. Take care, everyone.